This is Sounding Board Parenting. Creating healthier human connections through the commonality of parenting. Exploring the world of parenting with high-performing mums and dads from a range of backgrounds, industries and family dynamics. He said, the whole world looks different. You can do it your way. My life has been fundamentally altered by their existence. I gotta tell you, kids don't stop learning. That is how I changed the story. Babies are instant community generators. My growth curve just like shot up after I had a kid. I wasn't planning any of it. Let's jump in. In three, two, one. Welcome, Nina, to the Sounding Board Parenting Podcast. It is awesome to have you here, and I'm, I'm really excited to dive into all things parenting with you. And before we do that, uh, I would love for you to introduce yourself and, and tell us a bit about yourself, along with the, the names and ages of your children. Thank you, Sean. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. My children, I have two. My daughter is six and her name is Kira and my son is nine and he is Jacob. And I, I am a conscious coach or a conscious parent coach. So my background actually social work uh, and then I did some, some health and fitness work for many years. But what I found was during my health and fitness was that most people were really seeking connection and seeking someone to talk to and to be coached by or, or counseled by. So, uh, yeah, I, I, it led me towards conscious parenting coaching because many years ago I uh, stumbled on my teacher, Dr. Shafali Sabari. She was on Oprah. And the moment I heard her speak, I was like, speechless it was like the answer to my to my calling and uh, she's a clinical psychologist a new york times best-selling author and once i started on the journey of following her teachings and learning more i ended up studying with her and she offers a, a coaching conscious parent coaching course to become a parent coach so yeah <laughs> that is really cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to circling back to the, the conscious coach and a conscious parenting coach space. Before we, we look further into that, I'd, I'd love to know from your point of view, what roles do you feel like you currently play in life? Yes. Uh, the most pivotal role is being a parent to my two children but in saying that, it's also been actually reparenting myself. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> who would have thought? In the process of parenting, I've had to reparent myself. Other than that, it's, it's um, my coaching business. So putting on that hat, uh, I have a sister, I have a family and I have friends. But by far, the, the most transformational relationship has been being a parent and reparenting myself <laughs> when when you say you reparent yourself could you could you explain that a little bit more mm -hmm. yes so i have two very highly strong-willed wild children and i grew up quite contained in a way i i shoved my emotions down i i kind of uh didn't know how to deal with emotions so the reparenting process um it allows, once I became a parent, I realized that 
how was I going to deal with these big emotions and big behaviors that were going on? So in reparenting, I learned, I've been learning to reparent my inner child. So we all have an inner child and an inner child was created in childhood due to unmet needs in our childhood. And so when we parent our child, often if we're in a reactive mode, we're actually in, in our inner child, there's something going on. It's as if inside of us, we're having our own tantrum. So in order for me to be able to hold space with my children, I had to be able to parent the inner child, the child within me, to quiet her down, to calm her down, to meet her needs. So I could hold space and not just try and fix my children's emotions, shut them down. So it's, it's a whole process of being able to hold space for your child or anybody really. And by doing the reparenting work, we can, we have the ability to then hold space for someone else. That is really cool. Thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm curious to, to dive into that further in, in how does that look or, or how does that potentially look for someone going through that process of, of reparenting themselves? Yeah. So we have great, um, we, we have great lessons in our parenting. Uh, we obviously can get triggered. So the first port of call would be to notice a trigger. Perhaps your child's having a big meltdown and, and it's triggering you in some way. So then we would kind of in the moment and we can go back and do the work as well. We, and this comes into the conscious parenting peaks where we deconstruct our beliefs so our beliefs feed our thoughts, feed our feelings, and feed our actions and behavior. So that's another piece we work on. But in the moment, if your child has triggered you and something's going on and, and you need to hold space for them, it's doing like a kind of check-in. You'd obviously want to do a pause, a conscious breath, so you don't react. Because when we react to our child, we have reaction meeting reaction, which becomes an explosion. And it's, it's two egos fighting out to win. And the reality is no one wins because your child is a mess on the floor and you are feeling guilty as. So the whole reparenting piece is checking in and settling the little inner child within you that may be having a little tanty itself, feeling not seen, not heard by your child. There may be, you know, older child swearing at you disrespectful we have all these these names for it and you want to settle your inner child it means you have an inner dialogue with yourself what do you need are you okay i've got you i'm here for you i'm holding space for you so that we can settle what's going on within us and be able to deal with our child in in more you know holistic way where we can actually meet their needs as well instead of shoving their emotional needs away like come on you're all right. You know, it's, it's actually meeting them where they're at. That is, that is really cool. I'm, I'm curious because we posted something on the Sandy Ball Parenting socials yesterday, just a, a similar to, to the topic you're, you're talking about around reparenting and, and in those moments of, of, of stress or tension or whatever it might be, being able to, look inward which is yeah. similar to yeah. what you were talking about there being able to look inward yeah. whether it's at that yeah. inner child or just trying to bring some awareness to to what you were feeling inside at yeah. that moment compared to 
the impulsive reaction from a personal point of view before even just starting to bring awareness to what is happening on the inside was just mm-hmm. focused on them, on folks on Oscar. If, yes. if I'm uh, being personable about it, was focusing on Oscar, was putting all my time or putting all my energy, I should say, into to what is, why is he feeling like that? How can I fix that? And really just mm-hmm. handing all that mm-hmm. emotional mm-hmm. power and strength over to 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 my child to a child but more importantly more importantly to something external to me that at the end of the day i couldn't control and and we talked about it a little bit yesterday just around they are their own beings and they're going to feel whatever they're going to feel so instead of actually trying to put that energy that wasted energy in a lot of ways into trying to fix what they are feeling, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. being able to create that space for them that makes them feel safe and comfortable mm-hmm. with feeling whatever they are going to feel and being able to work through that themselves in a way yeah. that's, um, yeah, it's really cool Powerful. the way you, you said it. And that's the, that's the key distinction between mainstream parenting and conscious parenting is that conscious parenting is not about the child. So we're not, the child's going to do what the child does. The conscious parenting is, the, ch- the child is a mirror to our inner world. So we want to look within. What, what's this saying about me? When my child is upset, what am I believing about this? What am I feeling like I'm not doing enough or am I overdoing it? So the mirror turns within, within us. And that it's, it's hard to look within and, and see how we've co-created this scenario because the reality is children have meltdowns, children uh, mess up, children are learning. I mean, you know, we didn't think, oh, my gosh, this child is not going to be able to walk. You know, it's just a natural progression. They're going to fall down. They're going to pick themselves up. So, um, yeah, it's, it's powerful when you, you, you start to stop fixing, trying to change, improve, make better and start to to focus on on what's going within, on within you because the reality is our energy impacts our child and vice versa. They, they seem to, to have this innate and, and powerful sense of, of energies around them, don't yeah. they? Especially at that young age. It's, yeah. it's always been a, a real interest of mine ever since Oscar was born. Yeah. In terms of the way they can pick up on that energy, whether you've just walked in through the door and like we're talking at one, two, three years old. Yeah. Most of the time when their communication skills or when we say communication, we go straight to talking. Yeah. But there's so yeah. much more to that than just, just talking. And, and, and I think they're, they're living proof of that, that they can get a read on a situation yes. and mirror some of that energy without you speaking a word, which is, is pretty exactly. astonishing when you, when you step back and, and just take, take a, a, a different look at it from a different angle. But yes. that's been an absolute game changer personally. Just uh, yeah. it doesn't happen every single time uh, yeah. something like that takes place, but just being able to have those one or two times a day where there might be a situation that comes up and it's not even just in the parenting world, yeah, like it's yeah. it's actually transferred into other parts of my life in the form yeah. of any situation and it doesn't have to be a negative situation it's just mm-hmm. taking that moment just to look and check within 
what is going on. It might be five seconds. And yes. the meaning that I'm choosing to attach to it, it is making a massive difference yeah. to, to my well-being, to, to the opportunities that are presenting themselves. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's an amazing world. And that's the, the consciousness piece because consciousness is just becoming more aware, becoming, becoming more attuned to what's going on for my child not fixing, just attuning to what's going on for them and attuning what's going on within you. So it's, it, it, that's why I'm, you know, it's said when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So it's so powerful, that piece, to really start to turn it, the mirror inwards. Hmm. Totally. It's, it's simply proof that, that we do have more power than we give ourselves credit for in, in a lot of ways yeah. in, in terms of, just the, the meaning that we attach to, yeah. to certain events in our life. And I think that's just compounded as, as parents or when you become a parent anyway. And, and yeah. again, I, I think I'm, I'm going to dive into that further because I'm keen to pick your brains out a little bit more. <laughs> but before we, we do that, I'd, I'd, love to, I'd love to know the, the story behind the moment you found out you were going to be a mum for the first time. Yes. Uh, actually, it, it took us a while to, or it took me a while to fall pregnant, actually. And I had started down the IVF route. And, um, you know, so it was probably a year and a half, you know, a year and a half, a year of trying. And then we kind of um, decided to go and start IVF. But in actual fact, I started, I was only early days. And I remember I was in the shopping center just buying some groceries and I got a call and the lady at the clinic was like, Nina, you need to stop doing what you're doing. You're pregnant. And I was like, are you serious? So we had to go down that journey and then I ended up falling pregnant naturally. Um, so, yeah, and I remember because of, and I had a miscarriage before and I think the whole process I noticed like this anxiety, you know, like, oh, my God. And I, and I literally, I think I came, became quite obsessed with checking if I was pregnant. I used to buy the pregnancy tests and check if I was pregnant. And um, anyway, I gradually relaxed into it after the first scan. I think it was just that first few weeks where I was, I, I think I was in this bubble and just, you know, shocked. <laughs> it actually happened and I'm pregnant. <laughs> wow. And then the journey begins. The journey begins pre-conception. <laughs> Definitely. Trying to get pregnant. <laughs> wow, that is really cool. That is really cool. And I'd love to, to jump a little bit ahead now and, and, and I want to know what do you feel like you've learned from your kids, Nina? Wow. Well, it's kind of like what haven't I learned? <laughs> totally. Uh, wow, they've just woken me up in so many ways. Um, Beliefs have shifted. They've they've really showed me how to be present. Like my 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 son in particular will call me up. He will call me up if I'm not present. He will call call me on it. Um, he is like this mirror for me. It's it's incredible. How does he do that? Sorry to interrupt. I'm I'm interested in that. How does that take place? Like, do you have any examples that that you can share? Um, well, he'll say he can say things. It's as though he can pick up that I'm like got activity going on in my brain. I sometimes, 
But he will say things like, you know, you're saying it, but I'm not feeling it. And, and you know, or, or he'll be upset about something. And if I'm not in that heart space feeling like, you know, and I'm thinking I need to rush out the door or we've got to go, he'll, he'll pick me up on it. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example, but um, yeah, he, he will call, call me up on it. And I think I've written about many times on my blog that, you know, things he says, and I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> you know, and then I do, I check in, was I really in my heart? Or was I really just concerned about um, rushing out the door? And then I'm not present. So he, he it's like he just he just knows. Um, and yeah, they, they pick me up on things all the time and I'm learning and relearning continually, you know, trying to go, okay, what's what's it about me? But gosh, they've they've taught me yeah, how to grow up, really, how to adult. <laughs> um obviously the process of reparenting, I probably, you know, I couldn't hold space for my own emotions. I would shove them down. And so it's awakened, they've awakened me in many areas of my life. Um, and, you know, I've had to just shine the light and become conscious more of actually how I'm feeling and how is that, um, how is that translating and what I'm doing? So it's that real, it is that energy piece. They're, they're because they are so, Children are so energetic, especially this new wave of children. They are so hooked in and tuned in. Um, it's us, the parents, that need to shift, not the children. So, yeah. <laughs> it's us, the parents, that need to shift, not the children. That, that's, that's an awesome point. Just from, from my personal experiences and, and talking to, to, to other parents and, and other people in, in the conscious parenting space yeah. as well, just around, you, you mentioned before that they've, uh, they've, they've helped you grow up and, mm -hmm. and helped you adult in a lot of ways. And it's, it's interesting because in some ways I think, yeah, teaching or teaching us how to adult has involved sort of drawing us back into to being kids again. In, mm -hmm. in a way yeah. as well yeah. in, in terms of some of the, the amazing natural traits that we are born with in terms of mm -hmm. our creativity, our cur curiosity and, and, yeah. and to be frank, just being whole in, in terms yeah. of everyone is born in, in that way, from my opinion. Yes. And they are, they are our greatest teachers in, in a lot of yeah. ways, aren't they? And, and, that, and in saying that, it, it's our job as a parent to preserve that in them. So when... When we yell, and, 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 you know, it happens, of course, but when we project our stuff onto our child, then, you know, we have to become responsible for that. We have to say no more. We have to allow them to be in their truth, in their essence, and it's us that needs to, you know, maybe bite our tongue. Maybe, uh, you know, we have to look at the mirror and look at what are we believing about our children or our, our parenting because one of the big myths in um, conscious parenting is that a parent is in control, you know, of the child. So conscious parenting turns the mainstream model upside down. Everybody's on a level playing field. Your child is just as much a teacher as you as their teacher. Everybody is learning. There is no hierarchy. So, you know, it, it topples it. And, and, you know, if you look at your beliefs, then you can really tap into what are my actions? Because your actions, your beliefs follow your actions and um, know, know that really control is a myth. 
we cannot control our children. You can't control, I mean, we've been shown, we can't control anything but what's within inside, inside yeah. of us. So, totally. Um, I think yeah. it was a, a, a wise man, uh, again, another similar person to, to Dr. Shafali Myers. He, his name's Sadhguru. I'm, I'm not sure yeah. if you've, you've come, come across yeah. any of... Yeah. Yeah, and any of his work. Yes, I know him. He's um Yes. He said something the other day and he's been giving these live talks via YouTube and, and he said something the other day around uh we we parents or we adults we put too much emphasis or or, or we give too much weight to to age in, in terms of okay, so for example, to to put this into context. I was 21 when Oscar was born. Mm -hmm. So straight away we assume, oh, because I am, I was here 21 years earlier. That means I am superior and I've got all these life lessons and experience that he doesn't have. So yeah. I need to be teaching him everything that I've learned along the way. Yes. When, when similar to, to what you were saying before, and he says it, along the lines of this, like that doesn't actually mean anything just because you were here 20, 30, 40 years before they were, it actually doesn't hold the weight that we, we give it credit for in, in the form right. of the lessons that they are able to teach us when we are open to them. And that's, that's what I see as being a real key part to, to, to conscious parenting is being open to those lessons from someone that is a baby, that is a toddler, yeah. that is a young yeah. child, that at the end of the day, just being open to the fact that they have a lot to teach us and maybe even more to teach us. Like I often say, yeah. Oscar's three in September. I've, I've learned more from him in two and a half years than I think I will ever be able to teach him. Yes. And my mindset hasn't always been like that. Before having a child, I was of the thought, okay, when I become a dad, it's going to be about doing A, B and C. It's You're going to have to do this, going to have to do this, like in terms of teaching them about life. And, yes. and, and there are some amazing opportunities to be able to provide opportunities mm -hmm. to learn to, to, to your child, to Oscar in, in my case. But yeah. I had it backwards for a long, a long time. <laughs> like a, I had it all one way, I suppose, is one way to put it. Yeah. And, and it's a two-way relationship in, in yeah. Um, yeah, and it's something that's amazing. Well, there are, like, I mean, if you look at your son, he's your mindfulness guru. Look at him. He can stay in the moment. He's yeah. not seeking for something more. He's not yeah. feeling a gap. Like, they're the gurus. Like, the, I used to call my son the, my little Buddha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but the greatest teacher. Yeah, and the, the greatest gift a parent can give their child is in their beingness. It's not about telling them the lessons. They, they, they may hear us, but what they absorb is how we act in our life. How conscious are we? How aware are we? The beingness behind it all, not, not just, uh, you know, um, yeah, it's just how are we in the world? How do we show up in the world? And, that, and doing the work, that, that's the gift, you know, understanding your own narrative, that's the gift we give to our children. And they see us. They see us. They may not hear us. They see us. <laughs> totally. Totally. In, in terms of your, your parenting journey thus far, Nina, what, 
what challenges have you faced along the way? Okay, what challenges? Uh, well, I obviously separated and that was, you know, that was a challenge because, you know, having two homes is a change for the children, but I really trusted that this was our journey. And um, there have been challenges along the way, but, you know, connection, the, the incredible connection that has been fostered, like blows, blows me away. So in, you know, it's like in those challenges are, you know, on the other side of challenge is kind of something beautiful. There's always that polarity. There's, you know, in, in something really bad, there is going to be something really good. So there's kind of that polarity in, in all things. Um, challenges. What other challenges have I had? I think at the start, it was definitely like I, I took on too much work at the start. So I had to pull back. My son wasn't the best sleeper. So, you know, I probably didn't sleep through to like four. <laughs> um, so the challenges were more with inside of me, to be honest. It was me trying to look after myself and look after a child, speak up and ask for what I needed. That was, that was a change. I never used to ask for things. I, I had to do it all. So then, you know, when you separate, you have to ask. So it wasn't so much the challenge of the child, though there were challenges. It was how I dealt with challenge. That was probably how I've had to transform the way I deal with challenge and overwhelm because I don't feel I had a great blueprint for understanding what do you do with challenge because even with big emotions, I was kind of like sent to my room. So I was on my own. So it's been a whole game of navigating and trying to figure out me really. <laughs> how, how do I, what, what do I need and, and how do I need to make that happen? So obviously, you know, we need to fill our own tank before we can fill another's tank or support them. So again, it, it all had to come back to um, how was I going to cope through the challenges and redefining and looking at it in a new light. So I always will life happening for me, not to me. So then I'm not the victim. I'm not stuck in that pattern of victimhood. I actually have power and go, okay, well, you get curious like a child. What's happening here? What is it asking for me? And, and how am I needed to step up? So I really learned, you know, to try and turn it around. And, you know, there are, of course, times when I can quickly kick into that and I pull myself out just like any pattern that we play out. Once you notice the pattern, then you don't have to become it. So you go, okay, I don't want that anymore. And you choose again. So that's been the whole process and even like the reparenting process. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, I just want to take a second to just acknowledge you for, for yeah. One speaking about that, that part of your, your journey, but also just taking that, that that path as well i think that's um that's awesome it's something i admire and and i'm sure it's something a lot of other people around you already admire as well so yeah thank you for sharing that and and i just want to acknowledge you for for really putting that conscious time and energy into into yourself it's something that i think can be easier just to to put up there on the shelf and just coast and i'm not saying there is any right or wrong way if it aligns with you okay if it doesn't it doesn't mm. but yeah right now that really resonates with me so thank you for sharing 
<laughs> in terms of, of conscious parenting, you, we, we've touched on it several times already through, throughout the chat. I'm, I'm just curious if, if you were to summarize conscious parenting, how, how would you, and, and what, what would that sound like? Okay. Well, conscious parenting is well, consciousness is becoming more aware becoming more aware in your parenting, but also becoming more aware within yourself. So it's really, as I said before, it turns the model upside down that we're all, we're all on the same playing field. We're all, we're all the same. Everything is a teacher really in our life, anything, everybody that we meet, they're all like a character in your, your own movie. You know, this is our movie. We've got characters, we've got everybody playing different roles. And, you know, in, in conscious parenting, it allows you to become center stage in your movie kind of thing. So instead of being an extra, you're, you're thrust in to becoming more aware and taking your power back and uncovering what, what beliefs you have. Like, because as I said before, you know, our beliefs are impacting our thoughts, our feelings, our emotions, how we act, how we behave, how we react. So it's, it's kind of like dismantling, you know, the inner workings of what's going on and you're, you're trying to put that puzzle piece together. Mm. And conscious parenting, you know, it, it meets uh, Western psychology and Eastern mindfulness. So we're bringing in lots of different things. We're bringing in, you know, the psychology of how our mind works, but we're also bringing the meditation because the meditation piece is key to be become becoming the minor of your mind. So if you can start to watch your mind and your thoughts, then you can actually not become them. If you don't want to choose to go down a thought, you can say, no, that's not me. So the, the meditation piece is like that muscle between you watching your thoughts, that awareness, and you're building that muscle. So if you jump on a thought, then, and you don't, you know, you go down the rabbit hole, you know, like I'm the worst mother. I didn't do this. Um, my kid just yelled at me, um, whatever, I blame guilt, whatever it is. You go down there. You're like, Oh, I just went down there. You, you notice it. You jump back on to watching the thought. So you start to work that muscle. And what's amazing with meditation is then you use it in your real life. You, you're, you're having, you're, you know, you're having your, your son or your daughter is yelling at you and you're starting to get triggered. Instead of jumping and reacting, you watch. Okay, my child is yelling at me. They're not very happy. That's okay. You know, whatever you need to do, you stay calm because one of the keys for conscious parenting is you want to be the antidote to your, what your child's experiencing. So if your child's yelling, you want to be calm as possible. If your child's irritated, you're relaxed. You want to be the opposite of what it's like that opposing energy, because once you jump on that, we all know we, it's mess and we regret and we don't want, to the fire. We go and pick up pieces and repair it. And, you know, we've said something we regret and sure that can be a, a you know, a teachable moment and a repairing moment. But what I've trained, been training myself to do is I will not, I will not go there. I do not want to mop up the mess. I don't want to mop up the mess. And there are moments that, that happen that slip, but becoming more aware to it, then you, then you can stop yourself. You can really stop yourself. And that's that meditation and mindfulness piece that is, is 
probably not in many other uh, parenting models that we use that Eastern philosophy, that Eastern mindfulness and meditation piece to really get uh, the, use those tools and that power of the pause before you are going to react. You pause and you stop and you're like, no. I mean, I've had to bite my tongue, you know, or have the room. It's better to walk out of a room than react. So it, it, so many areas of conscious parenting is so, so powerful. So it's, it's really taking back your awareness and power, I, I mean, I feel. Time for a short reflection break. This is an opportunity for you to stop, take a breath and reflect on your past week as a parent. If you have a pen and paper near you, that's great. If not, simply use your phone or laptop. I want you to write down three things. First, write down one moment in the past week that you were proud of yourself as a parent. Second, write down one area of your parenting that you would like to improve for the next week. Third, write down one moment from the past week where your child or children have made you smile. Be kind to yourself and enjoy the rest of the podcast. Yeah. The, the way you described it before in, in the form of that metaphor of, of you becoming the centre of that stage and, and no yeah. longer an extra, it made me think, and I'm interested in, in your thoughts on this, is that, is that basically focused around, around you taking ownership mm-hmm. of, of those choices that, that you are making, taking ownership of, of you are where you are because of your choices uh, instead of which I feel like we've all been mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. in the past of uh, giving that person uh, the responsibility of, of how you feel and handing over your power to that thing or to that workplace or to that person in particular. Is that, is that sort yeah. of where you were going with, with that? Yes. Yeah, so you can either be a victim or you can be a creator because we're always, we're always at the cause and effect of our reality. We are the cause. We are causing our effect. So it's us. So in conscious parenting, we look at, or this is probably also like spiritual lessons and wisdom is that the arrow is never from the inside out it's always the arrow is from within so when we get triggered it's never about what's happening outside we might think it's because that person did this or we might that child was rude to me it's never about what's on the outside it's always something that within and you can deconstruct it and trace it back to childhood and it would be something like you weren't seen heard understood you didn't matter. And then it topples down to I'm not worthy, I'm not enough kind of thing, that kind of things. So when you realise that whatever's going outside on your movie, all the parts of your movie, whatever's happening, is, is not about what's outside, it's within, then you, take, you do take your power back and then you can be like, okay, um, you know, I, I mean, my child isn't, you know, you've cooked this lavish dinner, my child isn't eating the dinner i just spent an hour and they won't eat it now you can enter into resistance with them you have to eat your dinner and they'll say no i don't want to eat my dinner or you can step back and release and go 
accept this, this is another big piece accepting the as is accepting what is okay mm -hmm. my child isn't wanting to eat the dinner i spent an hour then you trace back and you go okay you know i don't they don't like my meal whatever you know and what how does it make me feel when they don't like my meal oh it makes me feel upset and when i feel upset how does that make me feel oh i feel like i'm it's not, i'm not good enough and when i'm not good enough and you just keep tracing it down to get to that core feeling core belief and realize okay well you know because if you took a plate of food to the party do you worry who's eating it or not no. <laughs> so <laughs> but with our children like the beauty is they're like our um uh, what's the word um they activate the, the, it's not them activating it gets activated within us yeah because we're it's so close to home and and they're kind of like our disruptors they disrupt everything within us if we haven't looked at things and you know we've cruised by we well by the time we have children we you know something goes on we can't go you know what this relationship isn't working for me i don't like what you do you, you swear at me you're like this sorry you're gonna have to leave well, hello, it's not going to happen. <laughs> we can't disown our child. They're with us. So we have to learn how, how am I going to make this relationship, like, thrive? You know, how, what do I need to do to make it thrive? You know, I've had my son, they refuse, you know, uh, you know don't want to brush their teeth. They're outside. I, I've handed a toothbrush up a tree. Here, brush your teeth. They're up a tree. I, I move around, I go to them, you know, in the, the lockdown, my son pulled furniture away and I'm like, oh my God, he's moving furniture. And I just let it go because he's, he's like, mom, we're having fun. We're making cubby houses. And I'm like, you know what? You are right. And secondly, my children were getting along. Every time they're getting along, I don't care what chaos they make. If they're getting along, I thrive in it. That so is, it's really awesome. let, letting go is is big. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Just just on what you started describing there, even with a couple of those different scenarios as as examples, a, a thought that popped up for me was was expectations and intentions, yes. and and the difference between both, and and even what you just said there around the dinner example being able to turn the table simply by asking yourself that question, like you said, asking yourself that question of, of what, what are they here to teach me now? Like yes. what, what yeah. are they trying to teach me now? And that in itself evokes a curiosity. I think that, that straight away you're bringing awareness to it. And we all know that once you bring awareness yes. to something, your ego cannot exist. And yeah, and, but going back to the, the expectations and, and intentions, that, that has been a profound sort of realisation for myself personally only in recent months, just around for a long time I put them both in the same basket, expectations and intentions, when they are totally different in terms of expectations are all about what we've been saying in terms of focusing on the external, focusing on things that are going on around us and yeah. expecting... Uh, well, expecting to have things come from outside of us, in us, mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. 
whereas that intention is all about that internal focus. It's about creating something from within that is going to come out. Yes. And the parenting is an inside-out job. So, you know, intention will keep you grounded in your, like, North Star. You're, so if, if you are intending to be present with your child or patient or connected, then any, any time you're out of alignment, it will, you will know and you, it will go, okay, no, I'm not being present. And it'll, it'll drive you back to that North Star. But, I mean, expectation, agenda, um, fixing, changing, improving, they're all parts of the ego. So, you know, Dr. Shafali would talk about the, the rise of the parental ego. When, that's why when you're in resistance with your child, you're in the ego. So you're parenting from, from a, you know, not from your high adult wisdom self. So that's where agendas, whenever you've got an agenda, you're going to suffer because agendas, uh, agenda or expectation will suffer because it's not going to be met. Your child is not here to meet your agendas. They're here. You're, you're like a caretaker. You're here to look after them, hold them, um, nurture them, love them. But, but you're not here to, you know, like mold them and shape them. And they're, everything they have is already inside of them. All you're doing is holding this beautiful container of love and, and, and boundaries. Boundaries are very important. You see, conscious parenting and um, oh, especially conscious parenting can be seen as parenting that, uh, you know, it, there is no boundary, or, you know, like it's, there's no punishment. Well, there is no punishment in conscious parenting. So it can be seen like you just let the kids run wild, they do what they want. But in actual fact, the focus of conscious parenting is connection over correction. So we are trying to, in each moment, to connect before any, anything happens. And, and, and the reality is you want to be parenting from love, not fear. When we're in punishment and, and rewards and all this this kind of um, parenting, when we it's actually more fear based. So when we can turn the needle and go, okay, am I parenting in fear or am I parenting in love, out of love? And that can also be like a guiding point or guiding star to go, okay, no, actually. You know, my, my son's room is messy, he doesn't clean up, and I'm already thinking he's going to be a bum on the street, you know, or um, he's addicted to screens and, oh, my gosh, what other addictions is he going to have? So we, we, we actually project out to the future and, you know, and what we need to do is stay in the present moment and hold the boundaries, these loving boundaries that we can hold space for them. And the boundary is all about us. It's not about the child. So it's, it's really um, important. And that's where, you know, punishment, and Dr. Shafali's written a book about out of control, why punishment doesn't work and what does. And, um, you know, for me, that was a big change to go, okay, well, firstly, okay, what am I going to do if I don't punish? What am I going to do if I don't reward or, or say they're a good girl or a good boy? Or, uh, and, and my son tries it on me because he'll go, if you do this, I'll do that. And I'm like, sorry, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> sorry, you know I don't do that. So <laughs> it's really finding what works for you. Now, in the last few years, you know, going through what I've gone through, you know, I'm so glad that there was no punishment because it meant I've been able to connect with 
my children. And the reality is if you send them into a timeout or you punish them, they're actually not thinking about what they did. They're just thinking about how mean and nasty their parent is. And that's what they're, the space they're in. Would you call it the, the easy way out in, in a way just to be able to go down that path and go to your room or go to the naughty corner or you don't have this for a month? Like, do you feel like that comes across as yeah. is almost the, the yeah. easy way to go instead think, of working on the relationship? Yeah, look, I think for, for a lot of parents, they don't believe there's another way. Mm. so it's just you know well my parents did this so I'm going to do this and they may have evolved in certain ways but um yeah it does kind of contain you see if you look at controlling it controls it's a controlling piece well quick let's just control it let's stop this and then let's move on but um you know you do have to be creative if you're not going down the punishment route, you, you have to be creative because you have to come up with sort of natural consequences do naturally occur, but you have to be a little creative as well with it. And, um, you know, you, you have to go, like, uh, and find the teachable moments in it for your child. Like generally a child um, that wants to lie and not tell the truth is one scared to tell the truth. So the parenting was, is probably more out of fear. So they're scared to tell the truth. And as our children grow up and into teenies, that open communication, you want them to say anything without judgment, without, you know, you are neutral. You are neutral. You are listening. And, and they're coming to you. And that's the space you want to really, really um, strengthen, that they come to you first. They come to you. They, they feel they're non, you're not going to judge them or tell them what to do. I mean, who wants as adults, we don't like being told what to do. And that's, that's the interesting thing, you know, like with punishments. I mean, we can punish our child for forgetting something. I mean, how many times do you forget something? <laughs> Just who you? We, reality is we can be forgetful. So what is that? Okay, my child forgot a book at school. Okay, well, they're going to have to tell their teacher they forgot the book. That's, that's, the, that's the consequence. They forgot it. Now I have to tell my teacher I don't have my work, it's at home. It's interesting how, how you were saying that it, it can correlate with later in, in life and, and, and even in uh, personal circles. So I'm not going to name names, but you, yeah. you see it in, in your personal circles in the form of uh, a friend who is an adult now, yes. uh, who is seen as, as an adult, is afraid of having to tell their parents something still in, in a lot of ways where it, the, the topics or, or what they are having to tell them is, is probably completely different. I imagine yes. to, to being a kid, but the, the apprehension is, is similar, is very similar still. And that's, um, I mean, if that's not proof in terms of in our own lives, when we are seeing that around us and yeah. in our, I mean, from my point of view as well, there's still been times like that where you're still apprehensive. And, yes. And even just thinking about it now, that probably comes back to those early stages mm -hmm. of, yeah. of that relationship being developed and built in, in the form of, yeah, yeah, whether it was that that fear-based parenting style, which, yes. again, there's no no right or wrong. And, and I no. don't think you're saying that either. Like, there, it, there's only... A lot of the times it's, it's come out of what we already know, but 
being able to stop and take a moment or be open to your perspective being expanded, which is honestly, I mean, this is a massive positive through this podcast, this simple little podcast for myself is, is just being able to expand perspective, which you've done it already. And and we've been chatting for under an hour, which I I reckon is awesome. But there, there is uh, being, being consciously open to that, I think too, because you can go down the path and I'm sure, you know, people, I know people that, that like to stick to that path of just what, what I know. And there, there is certainly no right or wrong. There is no good or bad. So people will talk about, oh, my child is a good one or a bad one or, or you know, depending on what behaviours are happening. But there is, there is just the child. It's what is the child doing or what, how is the child being? There is, it's, it's us who puts these, uh, put the judgement because we live in duality. We live in this good and bad, right or wrong world. Mm. And so the reality is that even if a child is having massive behaviours, they really do want to do the best they can. They want to thrive. It's, it's not like it's a bad child or it's they're trying to get us back. You know, parents can think, oh, they're doing this against me. No, that they, they really want to do well if they can. And that's where we as parents need to create the conditions to allow our child to do well and, um, you know, be able to speak up because, you know, I know, that was another thing I had to allow my children, my children. And this was what actually makes me happy that they speak up against me. I love it because if they're not going to speak up against me, are they going to speak up against someone else? Probably not. (laughs) So I thrive when they speak up against me, when they tell me, no, I don't feel that's right. That's not fair or that whatever. And I listen because I want, I want to hear their point of view. I don't think my point of view is always right kind of or the way to go and there are many times when i'm like you know what you do have a point there and and um even i was in the car the other day talking to my son about control and i said well so when someone wants to control the outside um what do you think they feel inside and he goes controlled (laughs) i thought that is awesome i mean (laughs) because you know, this is, this is the mirror. This is the inner and the outer world. And um, yeah, it's, it's a fascinating journey, but um, I definitely think children, you know, are hardwired to do well if they can, and we need to create those conditions to, to support them. And yeah. I am keen to, to keep going for hours, but I'm, I'm wary, (laughs) I'm wary of time. So I think, um, we can do a number two. <laughs> uh, I think a 2.0 is definitely, definitely in order. But but before we, we wrap up, I just have a, a couple of more questions, if that's okay, yeah. Nina. Yes. So in terms of your, your career and, and the path that, that that has taken, I'm I'm curious to know from your point of view the impact parenting has had on your career over your journey. Yes. Oh, well, I, I don't think I would be a parent coach if I, <laughs> if I hadn't gone down this line, uh, become a parent. Um, so, yeah, I was doing social work and in disability and then um, did a lot of health and fitness and I still do a little bit. But um, I certainly don't think I would ever become a coach or, a, you know, a conscious parent coach. So that drastically changed my my career um i've always though in 
intuitively and always passionate about supporting people. So, you know, this is just the avenue now, the vehicle that, that I use to support people because that's what lights me up and excites me. I love people having wins and seeing something through a different lens and going, you know, and to hear parents have transformations in their life with their children because my passion is to support the parents so the child can stay, be in their essence and, be, and hold their truth because most adults, we hit 40 and we like, who am I? And that's when we try and find who we are. I am all about allowing the child to be in their truth so they don't have to hit 40 and go, shit, who am I? Who am I? I did this, I went to uni because um, my dad wanted me to do law and I did this and then I went traveling because that's what my parents said. So that that's how transformational is. And I'm really up for changing the parental paradigm and changing archaic generational patterning. So my job is to identify patterns that are going on in people's lives so that they can see what's actually going on beneath the surface. So if you look at it like a, um, a uh, iceberg, we have the top of what's happening on top. And then I like to see what's going on below um, so we can shift what's going on outside of. Interrupt those patterns. Yes. So it's a pattern interrupter where I'm on the lookout for patterns. So the, the parent or the person can become aware and go, Oh, I see that pattern or that loop or that paradigm because we're, we're actually programmed first seven years of our life. And all those programs are from our closest caregivers. So, you know, we like, you know, we wonder why we have trouble with money because, you know, uh, we were taught that money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, so, or we were taught that, um, you know, I'm the boss because, uh, you know, my parent, my dad and my mum were the boss. So now I'm the boss. Uh, and, and then no coincidence, you get a child that that doesn't gel with. They don't, that doesn't connect them to you because you're coming from a power and a fear and they, that, that doesn't work for them. So then they want to go against that. So yeah, it's such, such powerful work. And yeah, I'm just passionate to, um, to support as many parents and people as I can because right now you know consciousness is waking up and many things are being brought to the surface so that we can become aware and we can make conscious choices that is awesome it, it sounds like your your vision and, and your purpose is very similar to, to Sandy Boy Parenting in, in that way yep. of, of disrupting closed and, and traditional minded thinking when it comes to parenting through through being able to create open environments that allow parents to naturally thrive and yes every time i say that it it really hits home because there is no better feeling than feeling like you can be yourself whether that be at work in your home in your day-to-day yeah. life, just being able to feel like, and you know, and, and I know, and we all know when we feel like we are being yeah. ourselves, when we are yeah. comfortable in being ourselves and, and being open to, to that changing as well, not being yeah. fixed in, in that way. And that's, um, exactly. that's something I think, like you said, is, is awakening in a big way. I think there's always improvement and, and growth <laughs> and, evolution to, to be had yes and allowing, 
Yeah. Allowing that space you just talked about, allowing it for our child to be ourselves, allowing that space for our child to fall apart in our house, in our home, in our arms. Another thing that, you know, is really crucial to look at differently is tantrums, meltdowns, you know, behaviours. This is actually a way of our child uh, actually self-caring. They're letting go of the emotion. If we allow them and don't get in the way of this process, they're actually learning to release this energy, this tension, this by having this meltdown, you know. And if we can look at it like this is a beautiful space that my child knows exactly what to do. They're moving through their emotions. I've got, I'm holding space for them. I'm there for them. And, and allow that to happen, it's, it's transformational. Um, looking at it differently, that's where the awareness piece comes in once we start to, to shift our awareness. Yeah. I've got so many ideas already popping up for our, our 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> last, last couple of, of questions before we wrap up. Nina, if, if you could transport back in time with one piece of parenting advice to your pre-parent self... Yeah. What would that be? That would be trust my outside of myself for all the answers. You know, what really go within because we can go and look at Google, we can look at what other people are doing, but really trust my gut instincts. The parent knows what's best for their child. Listen to those, those inklings. Listen and trust what you feel. And don't get distracted by what's on the outside of, you know, oh, my, my child isn't sleeping this much or it's not feeding this much. Trust. Does it feel like my child is, you know, okay? Do, you know, what do I need to do? Instead of seeking all the answers outside, we have all the answers within us. So, yeah. Wow. All of them within us. That, <laughs> that is beautiful. That is really well, well said. I, I love that. That's... um. That's, that's basically it, it for the chat in terms of time. Yes. We always finish off with a segment called Time to Plug Off. Yes. And basically this is simply an opportunity for, for, for you to talk about how, how can our listeners find your work, where, yes. can, where, where can we uh, find you on social media, if you're on social media, and, and what's next for you as well. Yes. Okay. Um, well, I have... Oh, yeah, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, um, Nina Cruz. I am actually revamping a few things now, so it could be Mummy Tree, but you'll find me under Nina Cruz, no problem. Um, I also have a website uh, called ninacruzconsciouscoaching.com. That's still there, but there's a few changes going on, so it's being revamped at the moment. And I do offer parents a free 30-minute consultation with me to see how I can support them or even if they're having a challenge, you know, to point them in the right direction. So that's a free 30 minute um, scheduled consultation. And apart from that, I, what am I up to? Um, I'm been working on, you know, doing a few workshops, um, some online stuff, seeing as we're now all online, um, doing probably a little bit of, you know, uh, basics of conscious parenting because just, just, making people aware. I think definitely in Australia, conscious parenting is becoming more known and Dr. Charlie is becoming more known. So um, yeah, I'll be doing a few different workshops. I also have a private Facebook group called Conscious Creators where I do meditation 
a free meditation twice a week live. And that's also that. So another piece that I really find important is having a vision for yourself and your family. And again, that's like your North star. It's like your intention. So, um, you can, you know, reading that every day. How, how do you want your kids to feel? How do you want to feel as a parent? What do you want to create as a family? What rituals? Having this really clear because if you don't know what you want, you won't get what you want. You, you know, if you don't not clear about it, then you can't get what you want. You've got to have this clarity and of your vision for your family and you as a parent. And that can really help also in your brain to kind of have some order because our brain can be quite chaotic at times with so many thoughts, realizing that firstly, you're not your thoughts. So this is also the meditation. So that's why I offer free meditations each week on my, in my private Facebook group. That is awesome. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> I, I am so grateful to, to have been Thanks. able to spend this time chatting with you. And, and I already know that our next chat is going to be just as epic as well. I encourage anyone that is listening out there that, that has had some part of this resonate with them or potentially even challenge them as well in, in some sort of way to uh, take Nina up on, on that offer of, of that 30 minute uh, yeah. call, just in terms of, taking action. I think yes. if you are invested in your personal growth or being able to continue your personal development journey or simply start it, I would encourage you to take that small bit of action and take that 30 minutes to be able to explore that further. Nina, thank you so much for your time today. And I wish you all the best into the future and look forward thank to chatting so again soon. Thank you. I look forward to it. Thank you for listening. Let us know if anything stood out for you during the chat. As the new pod on the block, it would be awesome if you look out for us and share this episode with someone that you think may be interested. While you're at it, why not head to our socials and share some love with a like, follow or comment. Keep an eye out for the next pod drop. Big thanks to Stilo Media for producing this piece of art we call Sounding Board Parenting. From our hearts to yours, we hope you're making progress on something that you love and makes you feel alive. Remember, this can go anywhere.